Welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are short of Brandon this time. It is Josh here with my brother Jordan. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, Brandon is not feeling well. Uh, you know, shout out to him. Uh, get feeling better. We're excited to have you back as soon as you're able to. So, um, you can find him on Twitter at uh, bcff underscore Brandon. Uh, he can probably still uh, answer maybe some questions, but uh, yeah, he'll be back on there shortly, just like he'll be back here shortly. So um, we got a lot to, to get through, and uh, we've had some really exciting news. But before that, let's just uh, let's talk a little bit about that Thursday night game, Josh. Yeah, man. So we're, we're doing a Friday night podcast for the first time. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's exciting for me because we don't have to do early morning Saturdays anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the Thursday night football game was was awesome, man. We had the the Ravens take on the Bucks. Uh, they they ended up winning, so now they advanced to five and three. The Buccaneers are three and five. Uh, Tom Brady, man, third game straight with a loss for the first time since two thousand and two. That's twenty years. And uh, crazy. yeah, and he lost five of six for the first time in uh, in his whole career per CBS Sports. So, yeah, man, it's rough. You know, like the blame is always going to fall on the quarterback. That's the nature of the position. That's the nature of this game as it is right now. But the Bucks D like they look awful, too. They yeah. could not stop the Ravens run game at all in the second half. They're a team that's supposed to be like dominant against the run game. I mean, last year and the year before when they won the Super Bowl, like that was that was a big part of it was you could not run on those teams with yep. Vita Vea up front and those guys. And then they took a huge hit to their D line in this game as well. So Shaq Barrett suffered a torn Achilles. He is out for this season. It's a seven to nine month injury. So uh, that's going to be rough. But uh, this there is a lot of injuries in this game. Yeah, um, Akeem Hicks was supposed to come back in this game too. And then it ended up he did not return. Um, he had a one month timeline recovery from, from his September 20th injury, foot injury, and didn't come back in this game. And so now there's questions around that too. Um, how much longer is he going to be out? Is that line going to be, you know, I mean, that's pretty much all backups right now. And that's, you know, that's their offensive line too. So yeah, their offensive line has been struggling with injuries since camp. So it's, uh, you know, and it's, it's just gotten worse throughout the season. So they're in a rough spot. You know, it really starts in those trenches with those guys up front on both sides of the ball. And that's where they're, you know, having a lot of injury issues and uh, just not getting it done. So, that's, yeah. you know, that leads to a team struggling. Um, you know, we also had some injuries on the other side of the ball. Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman both left with injuries. Uh, they're considered not that serious. Gus Edwards, also the running back, left the, yeah. left with an injury. So uh, he had a, a hamstring injury. It's supposed to be minor. We'll know more later. Yeah. Coaches downplayed it, so we'll see because you know coaches will always say whatever they want, not necessarily the the um, what we would call in not coach speak the truth. So let's look out for Gus Edwards' news on Monday after an MRI. 
Um, in lieu of Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake came in. Um, and he actually, I guess this they kind of split time during most of the game. He caught a touchdown kind of early in the game, but ended up with 62 yards rushing. On top of that, um, we just saw a video of him. He hit 22.4 miles per hour on one of his carries that looked awesome. Shot out of a cannon. Yeah, the big story in this game though is Isaiah Likely, man. With uh, with Mark Andrews going out. Um, he was six for 77, caught his first touchdown. Uh, and he also recovered the onside kick at the end of the game. So he just had an absolutely huge game for them. Um, so that's awesome to see a, a rookie tight end, you know, have, have a major impact like that. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, they've wanted to feature him a little bit anyways, and he had some down games and some drops and, um, it's, it's really nice to see this, not just like a recovery, but kind of a breakout game. So. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, Evans had 123 yards on six receptions and Fournette had a touchdown. But uh, uh, and also uh, Godwin had 75 yards on six receptions. So, you know, in full PPR, those guys didn't really let you down. And yeah, I mean, Brady threw for 325 yards. So there was enough to go around. Um, Rashad White had some carries where he looked really good, too. But this is still Leonard Fournette. Yeah backfield he had he only had 12 touches is the thing but i mean rashad white had like six or something it wasn't like it was a split even they just don't run the ball a ton man tom brady's throwing the ball like 40 to 50 times a game rashad white looks so good and i'm i really want him to be awesome i'm oh It would it would really help my situation if he would just you know be the starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it takes a little more than than just passing the eye test for you. Yeah, for sure, it takes more than that. <laughs> uh, all right, well, should we hop into the uh, daily roundabout here? Um, Let's round about it. We we've got a couple really big stories here. Jamar Chase, the Cincinnati wide receiver, may be out up to four to six weeks with a hip injury. Uh, the team has said he's not going on IR, so they're optimistic that that timeline could be shorter. But uh, that's currently what we're hearing is still the four to six weeks. So we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, Kadarius Tony was traded from the New York Giants to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Um, How do you feel about this as far as like his value goes? Because he's somebody a lot of people were excited about coming into the season, uh, and we really haven't seen him much at all. Uh, you know, Chiefs are on bye. They have a week to get him acclimated to the offense. Um, he is injured. I, I mean, as far as we know, but was that a, is that a, you know, designation with a trade wink wink on it. Or... I think he tweeted or said on Instagram or something that he is no longer injured. Okay. See, that's that's kind of what it was rumored and stuff too. So I, I think he's going to be a valuable piece in this offense. And I, I don't necessarily want to start him week one in there, but watch, man. Let's see what the, chem- what the chemistry looks like, how he's utilized. If he's going to be you know, on the outside, are you interested in him there? Because I think Juju's still going to be a slot receiver and and that's going to be his role, right? Yeah, I'm interested because we really haven't seen anybody take off with the lead role here in that's what I'm thinking Kansas too. City. And, and MVS has had opportunity. Yeah, and we knew MVS wasn't like a dominant 
one wide receiver. So did they not know that in the offseason? <laughs> I think they knew that, you know, I, I, and I'm not saying Kadarius Tony can be, I'm saying, I mean, like saying that it's possible with him. We don't know what that upside is there. And we know that MVS is not going to be that. So, okay. Um, you know, I, it's exciting. I'm, I'm not expecting that I'll like, I'll lock him in as a wide receiver one the rest of the way or anything like that. But uh, you know, in a Pat Mahomes offense, he could definitely have some some weeks where he has like explosions. He's he's a hyper talented, very twitchy, quick athlete, athletic guy. Like he's gonna make plays when Mahomes gets him the ball, and Mahomes is gonna get him the ball if he wants to. Yeah, it's biggest news for his dynasty value, and what do you think, Sky Moore's dynasty value? Does it impact him? Yeah, but more than that, it just raises Wandale Robinson, man. There um, we go. That's like, the other piece of this is now the Giants have a clear one, right? Like Sky Moore as a talent hasn't lost anything. Like he's had some issues with some muff punts and things like that. That And he's just not getting time on the field. Yeah, and he's not getting time on the Exactly. So, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with that situation long term as far as Dynasty is concerned. Like, I think he's probably not really losing a lot of value very fast. Um, You know, I don't want him on a team in redraft at all. But same. But um, yeah, Wandale's the big winner here. Next, we got uh, looks like Debo Samuel is going to be out. That is confirmed. So that's big news for Brandon Ayuk. Um, Christian McCaffrey could see an increased role in his second week with San Francisco. That's something that I really expect from this is that it's going to be full tilt with Christian McCaffrey. Now with Debo out, they're going to need, you know, they, they need somebody in the backfield. Debo has been the spark out of the backfield. Even when they've had like a Jeff Wilson Mm -hmm. taking 20 carries or something like that, they give Debo plenty of carries. Christian McCaffrey will get that style of work now. And I'm pretty like confident in Ayuk's pass volume with, with no Debo. So we'll talk more about that later, but uh, him and Kittle. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm wondering where you would sit with Jeff Wilson this week. Um, I, I wouldn't want to play him. Like I'm not expecting him to get a lot of volume. It's going to be the Christian McCaffrey show. I think I'm with you on that. Um, All right. Uh, Devonte Adams is expected to play. He's been missing practice with an illness. Um, James Connor is also, or James Connor is out this week. Uh, according to Cliff Kingsbury, it's only one more week, but, um, uh, you know, Benjamin, we're going to talk about later. I think he should see the majority of the carries again in that backfield. That's uh, what we've seen in the past. And we have no, like he did well with the workload. So I don't see any indication he wouldn't do that again. Agreed. Uh, Alan Lazard is out this week. Yeah. Um, any confidence in Dobbs? I'm a little more confident that he'll see some volume. I think it probably raises my confidence more in Tunyon. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Tunyon's definitely somebody you can start in the tight end slot. Especially considering the just the climate of that position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Um, yeah, that's 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 probably the way I'd go there. Dobbs I think Aaron is, Jones is a smash hit this week. Yeah, yeah. Dobbs is tough to trust right now. Like, it, yeah, it's he put up a donut for me in in our DFS challenge. Thanks. Yeah, 
yeah, it's kind of brutal right now. Um, we got a few more wide receivers out. Jahan Dotson, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry all out. So, you know, I, I think Chris Olave is guaranteeing himself volume in that Saints offense by just being the only wide receiver who shows up. Yeah. Uh, we we talked before the show about some of the other options there and like Traquan Smith if you're desperate, but the other guys there have really not done anything yeah. even with you know, Michael Thomas missing time, Jarvis Landry missing time. So, um, you know, it's, but Olave sure has. It's Olave, it's Kamara, and then uh, the tight ends, which we're going to talk a little bit about Juwan Johnson. and uh, Who has a questionable tag, too, by the way. Yeah. So this is another team where just people can't stay healthy. No, there's several out there right now. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the, rough. We just saw two of them play last night. Broncos, Chargers. Yeah. Anyways, we also got uh, Chuba Hubbard's going to be out. So Deonta Foreman is, is really their backfield there, right? Yeah, that's pretty much all they've got. I expect him to see, you know, at least like 80% of the work out of the backfield. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. So, um, yeah, Cam Akers is also still, he's still going to be out. Yeah, they're not uh, going to play him. They're looking to trade him, man. Yeah, he's and I don't. his last snap as a Ram. Who's who at this point do you think is gonna actually try and acquire Cam Akers? Uh, maybe Carolina. Ah, I mean, if Chuba Hubbard's injured, you know they're not gonna run with just Deonta Foreman forever. No, but they could just sign a practice squad guy. Yeah, is Cam Akers gonna cost that much more? I mean, you know, I mean they're they're in it, dude. Tampa Bay just lost. That's so crazy. They are. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. You know, to me, they're just as good of an option to sign somebody now as anybody else. So they definitely need to sign somebody. But I could, you know, I could see them taking on like. What are the Seahawks? I mean, it's in division, so probably not. But yeah, they could use a running back, you know. Yeah. Uh, they did just get Travis Homer off of IR, by the way. He's he's activated. Well, all right. That'll help a little bit. But, man, they I don't know. They seem pretty comfortable handing everything to Ken Walker. Yeah, Kenneth that's Walker. true. But, I mean, yeah, it's still nice to have people in the, in the stable, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, speaking of the Seahawks, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are both game-time decisions. Oof. Um. I'm pretty confident in Marquise Goodwin. We'll talk about him later in this episode, too. Uh, let's see. Uh, more DeAndre injuries. Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, they're both expected to play for Detroit. Nice. And That's good news. Ezekiel Elliott is doubtful, doubtful for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Not, not good for Zeke, but very good for Tony Pollard. Yeah, this could be a Pollard explosion this week. So um, we're going to go through some flex options for you guys and kind of discuss where we're at with them and, uh, you know, how how we would play these guys and where we, you know, what situations we'd rather play them in and who we prefer in these situations when you're looking at several guys you might have on your same team. So um, let's flex. Yeah, let's flex. So I think one of the main guys we want to talk about this week, well, actually a few of them are Brandon Ayuk, 
Eno Benjamin and Deontay Foreman. And we'll, let's lump Tony Pollard and Marquise Goodwin in there with these guys, maybe even Tyler Boyd. Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting because they all they share uh you know a narrative yes a very very common narrative which is they all have a major injury to somebody in front of them that is almost guaranteeing them a much like a a very uh increased or juicy yeah and we've the other thing the other common thread is that we've seen all of them have nice games pretty recently in the same kind of scenario, you know, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is the only one who didn't really have it because of injury. But yeah, I mean, you know, Benjamin, Deontay Foreman, Marquise Goodwin, Tony Pollard, Tyler Boyd, all of these guys have taken advantage of this situation before. You yes, know? <laughs> absolutely. So um, let's see. We've got uh, San Francisco in a tough matchup with the Rams. Uh, Just off a of bye week. They're in L.A. They are. Yes, the, Ram, uh, the Rams are. Right. right. Just Rams just got off a bye week. Um, we've got Arizona is going to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Tough. Yeah. And it's in the morning. It's a 10 a.m. game, right? Yeah, that's a 10 a.m. game. Uh, Carolina is in Atlanta against the Falcons, a division rival game to try to take the, <laughs> the, the lead, lead for the, the division. division. That's right. <laughs> Winner is in solo first in this division. No, if Carolina wins, they're in solo first. Okay. If Atlanta, Atlanta wins, if Atlanta wins, they're in second to Tampa Bay, I think. Oh my gosh. I can't believe the pan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's insane. Um, and then we've got, let's see this. Oh, the Seattle game is uh, the the Giants. It's at the Giants, right? No, it's, no, a 12, it's, it's, in it's in Seattle. Okay. They host the Giants and the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> they're playing the Bears. Cowboys Bears. It's in Dallas. So. Where are you at with those games? I think, you know, we're probably looking at a lot of low over unders. The Cardinals Vikings game kind of stands out at 48 and a half. So I think, you know, Benjamin is probably a smash play with no James Conner. Like we see them constantly run the ball when they get down in the red zone. And we, you know, we saw last week, uh, you know, you know, had a nice game, got in the end zone. So, um, I think he's got a good chance at a touchdown this week and you know, he should, he should even catch some receptions a little bit. They're probably going to use, uh, you know, the other running back there, but, um, I love, Eno Benjamin as a play this week, but I, I think in a full PPR, I would still lean the Brandon Ayuk way, man. He's going to have a lot of targets, I think. Yeah, um, Brandon Ayuk is someone I uh, went out and sent trade offers for this week because I wanted to start him. Um, it, with no Debo there, there's other options. So it's it. it don't get me wrong; like Brandon Ayuk could disappear this week. I mean, they have Kittle, they have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and they have Jeff Wilson, who's a good running back too. Um, there. Plus. They they could just not go anywhere in this game. The Rams could shut them down. I don't know what's going to happen in this tough division matchup. That you know, this is a division that's pretty wide open too. 
Um, and the Seahawks are in front right now. And I don't think anybody expects them to win this division. I mean, we for sure didn't at the beginning of the season. I mean, is it time to adjust your expectations with this team? Because Geno's been able to get it done. Kenneth Walker is, uh, you know, looking like a, a really good running back. Uh, he, he doesn't really have the passing chops. And so, like, we haven't really seen, like, what that's going to look like if they get down big or down early. Yeah, um, they've got some impressive rookie defenders. And, you know, if you have a young defense, that's a lot of the time, you know, so going to help you win games. You, these guys have a lot of stamina and um, it, hopefully this continues. But at the same time, I, I'm not optimistic. Yeah, it's not a good defense. Yeah, that's the thing that I'm thinking, too. The, there's holes there, and then there's a lot of injuries in Seattle, period. But there is all over this league, so... Yeah, there really are. Um, so, Marquise Goodwin, are you only interested if DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett both miss? Or... No, if one of them misses, let's go. Either one of them, okay. Yeah. Uh, how confident are you in him? Like, w- would you, would you play him? Like, is he on the same level as Tyler Boyd? No. See, I think Boyd to me is like with Brandon. I, they're, they're going to have. Okay. So Marquise Goodwin to me is on the same. I would play him over like Darnell Mooney. There's some, some names down this list. Curtis Samuel. Um, and once again, that's if. We're missing a Tyler Lockett or a DK Metcalf. Okay, and DK Metcalf is not expected to play from what I hear. Yeah, I don't think he, he is. And Lockett will probably play, it sounds like. Yeah. So, what about you? Of the, where, where do you sit with, like, Tony Pollard? Are you going to play him over? Uh, I think Pollard's a smash play, and I would probably... I mean, I, I'm going to have him and Eno pretty close. <sighs> I think... It's the Bears. It's a 43-point over-under, but it's in Dallas. I think I would rather play Pollard than Eno, but that's really close. Mm. How about you? Yeah, I think I would rather play Pollard. Um, And where's Deontay Foreman fit in with those guys? At the bottom of that list. Okay, so same for me. So it's it's Pollard, Eno, and then Foreman? Yeah. All right. Um, further down this list, though, I mean, I'm, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm not super, like, excited about taking Adam Thielen out of my lineup. Would you, would you be flexing Adam Thielen this week still? I, he's been pretty consistent, having, especially in a PPR league. You know, um, let me take a look at that because I, I, I think I there's a good chance he has a touchdown this week against the Cardinals at home. You know, I didn't, uh, I didn't draft Thielen anywhere. And he started out so slow that he had kind of fallen off my radar. And you're right. The last few weeks, I mean, uh, his targets have been up at eight, nine, seven, eight, uh, you know, pretty decent reception totals. I mean, only for the last two weeks, but he did catch a touchdown last week. He's always a touchdown threat. But I think the problem with Thielen at this point is just like, it, it's completely touchdown dependent for him to really have a big game. You know, like he, he had the eight receptions for 72 yards, which is 11.2 and a half PPR. It's not bad, but like right. 
the big like the only chance he has of a of a big game is to catch two touchdowns or catch three touchdowns sure. and the, that likelihood is not very high like you're hoping he catches one and gives you just inside double digits that's where... true he is one of these players that i've seen a metric about I, I wish i had the number pulled up in front of me he um there there's a list of guys that like if they catch one touchdown their odds of catching a second touchdown is like tripled okay and, and i he, could see that uh it's like him and uh josh jacobs is another one of those players if he scores one touchdown he has like more games where he scores a second touchdown than where he just scores one <laughs> like i could see that. i've seen thielen have tons of two touchdown games yeah like uh, you so know, that's you know that's where his kind of um season long floor comes in is because he's just such a good red zone option but he's only got two touchdowns on the season so far. Like he yeah. hasn't been as utilized in that, you know, in that role as we've seen in previous years. And I don't know if that's, you know, I mean, he is getting up there in age. I don't know if it, it's that. I don't know if it's like Justin Jefferson solidified himself so much as like the the go to option in this offense or it's a little bit of all that. And I think their defense is finally good. And so they're just not. Yeah, they they don't have to go like sling score a bunch of points. Sling, yeah. have, you know, have thirty five point games to win games. Their defense has been better, but you know we expected this to be kind of more of a high flying offense from last year. I'll have to look into those numbers and see how they compare so far through the season because that's be something interesting to look at. Uh, sure. It was kind of a hype point coming into the season. Was like, oh, with the new coaching, like they're gonna be passing all the time and so i want to go take a look at that so um maybe something that i'll have for next episode will be a little more on that yeah cook is definitely still getting a lot of usage so oh, yeah we're not worried about that um let's see some other names on this flex list jordan um wandale robinson how are we feeling about him going up against seattle this week so he's he's starting to get the target volume which is kind of what we expected at least for him or for Kadarius Tony. And now with Kadarius Tony gone, it seems like the pathway is completely clear that if if Wandale Robinson is even a decent NFL player, he can completely take over this uh this passing game as far as uh demanding targets. Like the the only other person who was really commanding a, a, a large target share was L, uh was Ellinger. Is yeah, that, is that right? The tight end, am I, Daniel Bellinger. Bellinger, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, and you know, with him out, we don't know how long he's out for. He has kind of a unique injury with that eye socket fracture, so um, we don't know when he's going to be coming back. Wandale Robinson, like, you know, we we could just see a ton of targets here, and this offense has found ways to move the ball. Like, uh, I'm way more interested in the running game or Daniel Jones because he runs, but. Wandale Robinson, you know, like I said, if he's just a a decent NFL player, like he could he could have such a high target share that he's a guy you want to play in fantasy all the time. So I definitely want him on my team. If you need to flex him this week, that's fine. Um, I think he's I think he's going to see targets. Yeah, Uh, I am flexing him this week, actually. And um, yeah, I think you're right. He got eight targets last week and that was his first week and with a full workload. Um, If he's going to be getting, you know. He's going to be seeing 70% of snaps and and eight targets. He's the kind of receiver that can do a lot with eight targets. So 
I think it's exciting. Um, and he could be a, you know, a rookie steal actually. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd rather flex Ayuk and Boyd just because we've already seen it out of them. And Wandale, like, you know, he, he still has a long ways to go where he could improve a lot over the, over the next few years. Like I'm yeah. way more excited about him for dynasty than I am for this year, but um, he's still exciting for the end of this year. We've seen a lot of rookie wide receivers have big impact, like towards the end of their first year. And if he's finally healthy and finally getting involved in this offense, plus they got rid of all of his competition for targets, like got rid of or got injured. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, Darius Slayton's there. He got like six targets last week and he actually looked really good. Um, but he's done that kind of flashes here and there sporadically throughout yeah. his career. So, and that's what, like five years deep now. Um, I don't know. What do you what do you think about Hunter Renfro versus like Wandale Robinson? Um, let's say we didn't really talk about it, but Darren Waller might not start this week. He is also dealing with injury. Yeah, if Waller's not in, I think Renfro is guaranteed ten targets. Would you play him about over say Tony Pollard, Tyler Boyd? No. Okay, so he's the bottom of that list of like the the guys who get a bump because of injury. Yeah, and yeah. I would a, play him over Adam Thielen. Okay. I would play him over Wandale Robinson, Curtis Samuel. Um, How about Terry McLaurin? There's no Jahan Dotson this week, so Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin both are a little more interesting. Um, yeah, Antonio Commanders. Gibson too. I mean, he's he's not going away. No, he's not. Uh, we got commanders at Colts. It's a 40 and a half point over under. I'm expecting this to be a defensive game. You've got a backup quarterback for the commanders and, and a, rookie a rookie QB for, for, the, for Colts. the Colts coming in for his first start. So uh, I'm really not expecting a lot of this game fantasy wise. I could be totally wrong. I'm willing to be wrong on this because it's <laughs> like it's way too risky to really put anybody out there. Like I think the way the offense is set up, you can play Curtis Samuel. You can play Terry McLaurin. You probably aren't extremely excited about it. And like you probably want to look for a boom elsewhere in your roster because I think you're kind of yeah you're you know, limiting your ceiling you're totally right man like yeah. neither of those guys is going to have a 25 point game they might now but <laughs> you know if we could jinx them into it awesome uh, <laughs> I'm happy for you if I jinxed yeah. it into it but yeah, I, I, I don't see that no I don't expect that I think you know um I think it's a, a good game to play your running backs in. I, and I think if you need to play Terry McLaurin or Curtis Samuel, like you're you're hoping they catch a touchdown, they're both going to see okay volume. So in a PPR, they're like not that bad. But um, I'd, I'd rather play Renfro if there's no Waller. I'd rather play Wandale Robinson because I think his volume could be really big. You Would know? you play those guys over Brandon Cooks? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Houston gets smashed this week by the Titans, so I do wonder about some garbage time. Um, but that's where I just think the floor is. You know, Brandon Cooks to me is he's probably going to end up with double digit points, and 
Brandon Cooks? Yeah. Man, I don't know. He's really done nothing this year. Uh, it's been a real struggle for the Houston offense other than Damian Pierce. Like everybody outside of that, you know, I, there's a lot of people who are Davis Mills stands who, you know, they think he's the, the next Tom Brady or something. And I don't, I don't maybe, think it's like that, but maybe he is, I don't know. Uh, but. I mean, as far as like, you know, productivity goes, it hasn't been the worst for Brandon Cooks. People are obviously not like super happy with it. And he is wide receiver number 49 right now in the season in a full PPR. But he's he started out the season with like 12 and 10 target games. And then it's just kind of steadily gone down from there. But this is one of those scenarios where I do think they're they're going to be trying to play catch up for this whole game. Yeah, he is an interesting one too because uh, I've heard some rumors that there's some like there's at least some interest out there in other t- in like good teams trying to acquire Brandon yeah, like Green from, Bay from Houston. So is Green Bay a good team? Sorry, I didn't know if that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> you know, good teams like the Giants. <laughs> oh man. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I um uh, again we you know nobody knows anything about football when when this is what happens over one, you know, over the course of one off season, but man. Um well, I mean, Isaiah Likely's probably going to end up as the tight end one on this week. So Yes. yes nobody knows anything about about football at all. But we're <laughs> we're making our best guesses here, man, and uh yeah. Um, okay, so it's it's James Robinson's first game with the Jets. They play New England. Are you going anywhere near James Robinson? No. I think Michael Carter is a pretty darn good player in this game. <laughs> All right. Where would you put Michael Carter in the list of, you know, are you you're probably, probably playing Tony Pollard over him? Yes. What about Wandale Robinson? Um, yeah. I, yeah, I lean the former over Wandale. You want to play Carter? I would play Carter. I think I want to see what happens with Wandale personally. You see want... what happens with him in your roster yeah. or on your bench? On my, on, in my roster. I want. I think Michael Carter could have a pretty good game, but I think Wandale Robinson could have an awesome game this week. So... I see yeah. a higher boom potential there. Against Home Seattle. against the Patriots. Yeah. So with Jets against the Pats, it's never good. Um, the Jets haven't beaten the Pats since December 27th, 2015. That's right. In overtime. That's thousands of days <laughs> of, of eating L's. Pats are two and a half point fair. Do you think if they win, the Jets fans storm the field like it's a college game? <laughs> sometimes <I've>, you know <laughs> i don't think they'd let them i think like no. security might start shooting people because it's new york <laughs> <laughs> it's new jersey oh true. Um, same i mean you know yeah like, it's, I, same I know. reaction right right <laughs> no if there was a year it was going to happen it's probably this year shout out to our listeners in new jersey and in new york we love you what do you think is there a chance the Jets win this game. Yeah. Now I, I think the 
right now the Jets defense is playing better than the Patriots defense. I don't know. I wouldn't true. have said that two weeks ago. But right now, that's the case. I mean, considering what Chicago just did to them, that's true. But I don't know. That felt that that whole game felt weird. Felt just like a trap. <laughs> yeah. And you think the Patriots just come out and smash the I Jets? I think the Patriots don't get trapped by the Jets. You know what I mean? Like it it hasn't happened in a long time. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's. I mean. 2015 is a long time ago. So that's where I'm I'm just a little more worried about Michael Carter because I'm worried that they just they won't have the opportunity to even do anything. Yeah, but they don't even they don't pass the ball. And when they do, they it's only pass the running, the running back. backs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's you know, I think you could touch the ball twenty-three times in this game. I don't think that's what they want to do, and that's why they went and got James Robinson, is because they don't want to give Michael Carter over twenty touches a game. They want him to be the like satellite change of pace kind of guy who touches the ball like a max of fifteen times and like has some explosive plays and not force him to grind in the middle of the field through you know through the tackles and stuff. Yeah, I think they but, want Michael Carter to be there to soak up touchdowns when Brees Hall goes down at the five. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what they want him there for is to be a touchdown vulture for the main running back. <laughs> in right. this game when James Robinson's brand new to the offense and has only had a couple practices and doesn't know the entire playbook and you know like I mean he's maybe gonna get a, eaten alive in the backfield by maybe he's a really Matthew quick Judon. learner and maybe he does know the entire playbook I'm just guessing these things you know but like he's he's uh he's had not you know not enough time with the team there's no way I'd play James Robinson and I think Michael Carter like is is gonna have way more volume in this game i mean we saw with cmc going to the niners that they only gave him the ball 10 times and they were giving the ball to jeff wilson and and these other guys like keeping them involved for a week and i think it flips this week and next week i think we see a lot more james robinson but michael carter i I just think he's gonna see a lot of volume here like and I think Elijah Moore, the squeaky wheel, like I wouldn't play him in your home leagues or anything, but like maybe in a DFS because he's probably pretty dang cheap. I I didn't do it in my own, so I'm not I didn't like look. recommending no this. I'm just saying, sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the grease. We haven't seen a lot from Garrett Wilson over the past few weeks either. This passing game has been really lackluster. I mean, there was a week where like the highest receiving total for anybody on the team was two receptions. So, and I think they won. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's been the run game, and it's been, you know, um, getting the ball out really quick and in the backfield. And I think it's we're gonna see more of that in a low-scoring game. But I think you're gonna want that volume. All right, so you want to play Michael Carter over uh, over the receiving options for Washington, over the yes. backfield for Washington, over Brian Robinson? Um, that's, that's pretty close because of the matchup, but I think I would go Michael Carter. Okay, but I Eno over all, both those guys? I would start Eno over them, um, but I, I think I would too. Like Michael Carter and Deonta Foreman, that's really close to me. Okay. Because... You know, yeah, they're both going to see a lot of volume on bad offenses. And I would like, take Foreman because of the matchups. matchups. 
I think Foreman's matchup's a little better. The Falcons' defense is definitely not very good, but but Carolina's offense is trash. So yeah, Carolina's offense is worse than the Jets' offense. Yep. So yeah, that's you got any that's other really flex close. options you want to talk about, Jordan? Um, you know, I think we covered pretty much all of all of them. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more. And if you guys have questions about your lineups, please hit us up on Twitter. We'd be happy to answer questions for you. Um, you know, our main ones at BCFF or any of our individual ones, you can hit us up and ask us as well. So um, I got one more for you, Jordan. All right. Would you hit. start Portland Sutton or Amari Cooper? Oh. Sutton plays at Jacksonville. Amari Cooper plays Cincinnati at home on Monday night. Oh, uh, I think I'd go Amari Cooper. That's how bad I don't want to play any Broncos. I've just officially switched it. Oh, yuck, dude. No, never mind. Sutton. <laughs> Sutton. Uh, is Russ going to play? Yeah. Sutton. Okay, then Sutton. All right. Let's switch back. I'm taking Jordan's advice, everybody, right here, live on the show. Okay. To me, I, I really think it's a, a coin flip. So yeah. that's why I just I need somebody else to make that decision right now. Yuck. I do not like. I don't. I know, like and those. frankly, with both those guys, I don't know where to rank them on this list. I guess probably like right in front of Marquise Goodwin. If there's no DK, yeah, I'd way rather start Brandon Ayuk. Same. Than uh, either I'd of those guys. I'd way rather start Tyler Boyd. Same. And you know, and Deontay. Thielen's close. I think I'd start those guys over Adam Thielen. I think I'd start those guys over Wandale Robinson. Yeah, same. This week, Wandale could be rising, man. He's rising for me for sure. Uh, Sit on that egg and incubate it, man. Let it hatch. If he's still out there on your waivers because your league's not very savvy or, or you know, or it's just uh, a smaller league and you don't have space for, for all these guys, you know, he's a, he's a really nice pickup right now. Uh, with a lot of upside. So, um, all right, we, uh, we have to, uh, we have to do something here. It's time for the SmackDown DFS SmackDown y'all. It's a first Friday night SmackDown, dude. It is. It is our, uh, we, we don't have Brandon here with us, but he did send us his lineup. And uh, unfortunately, I was the loser of the SmackDown last week. Yep. There it is. So, uh, so Brandon also, I, I sent him my lineup and he was able to choose somebody to swap out for me. So that's, so we've got all that lined up for you guys. So. Uh, Josh, do you, uh, do you have your lineup pulled up? I do. I'll kick us off with my QB and my running backs. I took Tua for 6,200, uh, at Detroit. This is going to be a fun game to watch. And then we got Derek Henry. I went ahead and spent up big big boy dollars, 8,400 at Houston. And then I took Tony Pollard for 6,100 at Dallas. Or sorry, at uh, home against uh, Chicago. Okay, well, I also took Tua, 6,200. I took Deonta Foreman 
for fifty three hundred. Oh, and I took Raheem Mostert for fifty nine hundred at Detroit. And Brandon has Daniel Jones at quarterback, which I almost did that. Yeah, me too. He spent up at running back with Derrick Henry, eighty four hundred. And he also grabbed Kenneth Walker the third, sixty five hundred. So, Josh, do you want to tell us your wide receivers? Yes, sir. Went ahead and did the stack. We got Jalen Waddle for 6700 And I took Brandon Ayuk for 6100 And Chris Olave for 6000 Okay. All right. I like those. I had Olave in a lot of lineups. and I had Ayuk in a lot of lineups. But I ended up doing a double stack here. I took Tyree Kill at 8500 I took Jalen Waddle. <laughs> At 6,700. And then I took Amon Ross St. Brown on the other side of that game at 6,900. Beautiful, Jordan. You're invested. Just going for it, man. Uh, Brandon went DeAndre Hopkins, 7,400. Chris Olave, 6,000. He is underpriced, y'all. Get him in your lineups. And he took Mondale Robinson, 4,700. So. I like that. All right. Give us uh, your tight end flex and defense, Josh. All right. Went ahead and took Juwan Johnson, 3,200 for my tight end. Uh, He is questionable, so if he doesn't play, I will swap somebody out. We'll figure that out. And then uh, my flex was Marquise Goodwin for 4,400. And I took Carolina's defense at Atlanta for just 2,800. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I took my boy at tight end, Will Disley. I don't know what it is, man. I swear, he. I think he's going to score a touchdown this week. I don't know why. That feeling just came to me looking through tight ends the other day, and I'm putting my, uh, my, you know, my proverbial money where my mouth is here. Sure. So, Will Disley, 3200 Uh Also, I needed to save some money here. So, uh, <laughs> at Flex, I got Wandale Robinson, 4700 And at Defense, I took the Commanders, 2600 at Indy against that, that rookie quarterback. Nice. So, uh, and then Brandon went with Noah Fant, 2800 He is kind of thinking along the same lines as me, but going with a different tight end for Seattle there, 2800 for Noah Fant. His flex is Raheem Mostert, 5900 and his defense is the Commanders, 2600 so, Oh, man. There you go. We're going to have like a, a lot of things kind of canceling each other out in weird ways. It's going to be interesting to see where those all go, but... uh yeah, I I have to uh, swap somebody out. I made it tough on Brandon. So he messaged me that he is going to swap out. It's time for the punishment. Yeah. He's going to swap out Tua to Mac Jones. Oof. So I no longer have a double stack. Mac Jones could get benched halfway through this game. Yeah. Oh, that's just brutal. <laughs> no, but since he got swapped out, he'll have the game of his career, and Bailey Zappi will be a bench player for the rest of his. Whatever the prop bets are on Mac Jones, you have to bet the over. We have not missed. We have not missed. It is the week player, eight, guys. <laughs> seven straight weeks 
the play. Okay, no, six straight weeks because it didn't happen after there was no swap after the you know first week. Sure. Was loser. Okay, then, right, yeah, right. So, so six straight six, weeks. Six straight weeks. The person that has been swapped in has at least had a good game, if not completely blown up. Yep, and outperformed the person we swapped for, which was yes. someone who was a, a, about a thousand dollars more expensive on DraftKings. <laughs> yes. So bet those overs on those prop bets with the with Matt yeah. Jones. Find something yardage or touchdowns or something. Put him in your parlay. I know you're listening to this, Zach, and I know you're going to the sports book at Alan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Keep an eye on Mac Jones. Look at that Mac Jones prop. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Uh, man, it is late. It is almost midnight. We had to get this episode to you, even though we had a bunch of stuff going on. So Friday night. Yeah. We uh, we appreciate you sticking with us, and uh, we'll be back with our game reviews on Monday night. And uh, yeah, you can find us, like I mentioned earlier, on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. I am at Best Coast. I know I'm at B- BCFF Josh. <laughs> I'm at BCFF <laughs> underscore Jordan. It's late, y'all. Brandon's at BCFF underscore Brandon. Uh, thanks so much again, and we will see y'all in the next episode. Uh-huh.